Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to the Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh. Missy Matthews. Greg Wolfley. Bill Hillgrove. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Good evening, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Victory Tuesday. The first time we get to say that in 2019. It is a good feeling. It was a good feeling today at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. And we are all here at the DVE studios to recap uh, a fun win and hopefully something to build on. And uh, Billy, I want to start with the Wildcat because I think that took uh, a few people by surprise. We did see a little bit of it in practice this week, but they went to it often. And Mike Tomlin said today at his news conference that the reason they did was to minimize Mason Rudolph's exposure to the defense. Yep. And, you know, I think it worked. I think that misdirection and... And and I said before the game, I said the team that rushes the ball more effectively because they both were very bad at it right. would win the game. But if you look at the rushing stats, uh, the Steelers were outrushed by the Bengals, except that three of those jet sweeps went into the stats as passes. Right. What a great pass efficiency rating for Jalen Samuels, by the way. You, yeah. you know what, what was uh, uh, my take on the whole thing is, you know, the – the, the power running game has become passe, uh, if you will. Uh, the, 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 the misdirection and the wildcat and the jet motion and the jet sweeps uh, will make a defense flat-footed. And so when, when you get them flat-footed, when you stretch them horizontally, and that's what they did, uh, you know, watching the film, you saw the Cincinnati Bengals defense stretched out like an accordion. Well, now... After you stretch them out like that, you come right at them, and the power game works a little bit better. And, you know, uh, between Jalen Samuels and uh, James Conner, they had over 220 yards combined 
running and passing. And uh, uh, James Conner had over 120 yards combined uh, running and passing. So uh, finally, the offense clicked, and it was featured. It featured the two running backs. I mean, you know, Deontay Johnson had a, a big catch for a touchdown, but it featured the running backs. And I think by featuring the running backs, you get into a, a little bit more of a tough guy mentality. You know, to me, it really kind of seemed to me like, okay, we got to do something to jumpstart this running game. What can I do? And I think you take a clue from San Francisco, and I think you mix it in with the fact that the power running game is passe, as you like to say. Well, I'm only using your words, so yeah, let me yeah. just use your words, okay? <laughs> so it's passe. So what do you do? You mix it up there, and you got a little uh, – Houdiniism going on. You know, you got yourself a little three-card Monty. I was telling you about it the, the other day. We were in New York, remember? Right. And some guy's got the three cards, yeah. and he's doing the, you know, shuffling around, and then you're going, it's there. No, it's not there. Da, 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 da. And that's really the yeah. nice way to do it. All oh, the pizza's here. Thank you, buddy. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. We, we celebrate. We got yeah. some food. Yeah. All right? It's Victory Tuesday. Guy. It is Victory Tuesday. <laughs> Absolutely. So the point being, in my mind, was stuff like that that slows down all the dogs on the other side of the, right. the line of scrimmage. Those ears go from completely down to starting to come up, and they've got to start to really play their run keys and slow things down. And I really liked the fact that they were overcoming the lack of a fullback and the lack of your normal tight end. Yeah. And and I think that was a, an effective way to do it. Yeah, and and I I think Nick Vanette played really well. Uh, oh, he you did. know they no used question. him on a lot of wham uh, on a lot of whams, and it and it was very very effective. And you know this young man came to came into Pittsburgh what a Wednesday. Yeah, I got and here he, Wednesday. And he played, and he played, and he and he uh, you know I don't think there was any mental mistakes. And you know I I, I just am excited about the way and you know. Uh, I was asked on Stan Saverin's show today, uh, can they sustain the uh, the Wildcat? And I think absolutely, a- absolutely, because you've got two really good runners in Jalen Samuels and James Conner. And, you know, the, the, we had the Crossbuck series uh, on one of those plays where mm-hmm. uh, uh, James or Jalen flipped it to James and he went the other way. And, and then the other thing is when when they scored when Jalen scored the touchdown, uh, Jesse Bates bit on James Conner, and then there was a giant. You know, we yeah, we did I, on I chalk talk. You, we did it on chalk talk, and there was a giant gap. And uh, I, I, I'm excited about it. I think we're gonna and and you know without C.J. Mosley, and without Weddle. Uh, the uh, Baltimore Ravens are they're a, a little more defense. vulnerable. Yeah, they're much more yeah. bummed. Now they they still got a good defensive line. They rush the passer well. They they're play physical. But uh, Owasso and Kevin Young and uh, those guys are not good without C.J. Mosley. I'm sorry, but I was just the no, one thing that struck me. The danger of this offense, though, is when if you remember James Conner's touchdown, Ragu pulled out from the left guard. Mason rolled to the right. And Ragu was already heading down the field. I would you call that an RPO? Uh, no, they, 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 I think he it was. Spr- I think it was sprint right pick. Yeah, but he was heading up. Yeah, no, I no, know. no, it wasn't sprint right pick. He pulled it was from spr- the left not, guard. Not pick, but it was sprint it was a right. Boss play, yeah, almost a boss play. Yeah, and he was pulling around. And if he gets downfield, and actually, I thought he was downfield. 
but that could have been that could have negated that pass. But it was a great play by James to find the seam to sit in there that open window. They ran it catch. twice. They ran that sprint protection twice. Now, is is it a waggle? Now, if it's a waggle, that's when you pull. Uh, sprint right, you take one guy out. Uh, right, but one the guy left to, guard going right, and yeah, he but, comes around. No, he was headed upfield. It, right. wasn't, it wasn't a waggle, and it wasn't. Well, maybe it was an RPO, but uh, it did That's what I'm asking you because I was – I don't, I don't think it was an RPO. Okay. I, I don't remember Ramon. I remember Ramon going parallel, but I don't remember him going downfield. Right. And uh, one of the, the the nice thing is, you know, when you move that pocket, oh, it's uh, nice. It, it's it it, Except it works. You know out how nice. that goes. Also, then sometimes he gets popped, and then you're looking at each other, you're going, "Well, I didn't know he was over there. I thought he was here." Yeah, you know what I mean. He, t- he changed the launch locations. Yeah, but it it was it was run very well. Yes, it was. I'll have to make this adjustment for the rest of the season. Obviously, uh, with a two back look, both backs in there at the same time. One wears number 30, one wears number 38. Yeah. And on the touchdown, I had Jalen Samuels, and I felt bad about it, but we corrected it. But we got to go back to the block number. No, the no, the block numbers. But I'm leading up to this. <laughs> I felt bad until I found out that Joe Tessitore, who did the ESPN telecast, made the same mistake. But we're going to have to be aware of 30 and 38 at all times. You know, and ninety one and ninety seven. I I, yeah. I, make, I missed up uh, uh, Stefan Tuitt and glad I didn't have that problem, you old fogies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Go back to the block numbers. Oh, they the were block the number. I I I don't yeah. like those little thin numbers. No, no, that's I don't like, like spaghetti. Go back to the block numbers. You guys mentioned Nick Bennett a little bit ago, and I, this is my fun fact for the night. He's two and zero at Heinz Field this season. Yes, he won with Seattle and he won with the Seahawks. Oh, good. Good job. He's also 2-0 already against the Bengals. Mm. Because the Seahawks beat the Bengals. Tom Zook. That's my fun fact. Tom Zook, who helps us out on the pit broadcast with stats once in a while, did the Cincinnati radio stats. And he came to me at halftime, and he said, they had a stat over there that I wanted to share you with. I said, what's that? He said, in 23 of the last 28 Steelers-Bengals games, the Steelers have scored just before halftime. Really? And I, I I don't know how to research that. It would take hmm. a while. But, you know, it just it hit me like a ton of bricks. And another one. Uh, uh, Jalen Samuels is the first Steeler player since Moeldy Moore to throw a pass, catch a pass, and rush for on a, a play. Yeah. Or, or maybe for a touchdown. Yeah. But, you know, he didn't uh, throw for a touchdown, did he? No. He, he threw a couple passes with that little flip. All yeah. right. All right. I got a trivia question for you. What Steeler completed a pass and intercepted a pass in the same game? Tony Dungy. Hey, that's a good job. All right. Here's one for you because I got to come up with a factoid <laughs> now. All right. What what team lost, last time lost uh, Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh? What Do you know what year? I heard it. Chalooch, we were there. Yeah. That was 1981. We lost. Uh, 81. We yeah. lost to the Giants in overtime. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I blame you. Yeah. Well, that might. That was probably the last time because last night's win made 17 consecutive home yeah. wins on Monday night football. And we, for the we Steelers. lost in 1980 to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Raiders was that was worse. Raiders. Raiders. That was 45. That was when the the great Mike Webster got four holding calls. Yeah. 
which I matched some years later. Yeah, and, and that was <laughs> not the, a good day. That, that was when office. that was when Joe Green threw his helmet across oh, he the locker room and it rattled Just in his locker. His and locker. He said, "This is a, we're a little too jovial for a loss." <laughs> Sticking with the Wildcat, um, I know we talked a lot about it, but I did enjoy in the locker room after the game, Dave DeCastro is always one of those guys. I I love to hear what he has to say. And, you know, everyone was saying, oh, Eddie Faulkner brought it into the room. He told us about it. Coach Tomlin said today it was the offensive staff just kind of trying to game plan and figure out what to do against the Bengals. But DeCastro said, hey, nothing was working. So at this point, we're like, we'll try anything. (laughs) And he said... We got in a little bit of practice, and we thought, all right, let, let's see what works. And Jalen even said after the game, it was, all right, let's try it. And then they couldn't stop it, so it's like, well, let's keep it going. Oh. And in one week, he goes from no touches right. to the central focus of the offense. Did you not think the first time he lined up, and then he – you know, you could tell he was it was he was going to keep it. It was it was a predetermined. He yeah. you know gave this sort of fake. But I was thinking to myself, yeah, if I had to get any touches last week, I'm I'm going to make sure I don't <laughs> hand that ball off. If I'm Jalen, I'm going to get my runs. Did it, you say if I didn't get any touches? No, in touches. <laughs> I thought you yeah. said touches. I thought he said too. touches. Too. I could have. I, I thought this was going somewhere, but I could have. I could have an aberration in the brain. Chops for something. You know what? It it's a long history between you and me, Jalouch. <laughs> Both, but if I remember correctly, were, you were not originally a fan when they showed the Wildcat. No, he didn't. He you didn't were like getting it. nervous, no. weren't you? I didn't like it. There's too much like moving parts. Yeah, you I know, liked I it. Like, I'm a, I'm a running. You know, I'm a bit of a running game snob. I'm kind of a running game purist. You're old you school. Know? Yeah, ball up the fist, bull your neck, and have at it. But they don't do it anymore. Oh, I know, you but can't you know, block can, that I way. still like it. All right. <laughs> yeah, but nobody does that it. Coming, if I like it, then I'm going to like it, and that's just it. <laughs> yeah, but it's disappeared. Yeah, I know. Just like my hair. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, yours is too. <laughs> Mine's wow. going. Mine's going fast. It's going. Everybody only gets a couple hours of sleep, and we're getting a little rowdy yeah. here tonight. We're, we're making personal attacks now and oh, it's, after a win. Yeah, it's, it's after a win it's after a win here's my next question playing off the wildcat what is the next step for mason rudolph because as you said billy coach said this was a way to not protect him but to not expose him as much to the Bengals' defense this is a better defense coming in this week with the ravens so what's the next step for mason in terms of just taking over this offense and hopefully uh showing some growth i think he just has to relax and and I see some poise. I really do. Yeah. I, an amazing poise for a guy who hasn't had that many snaps in game situations. And last year, he didn't get any practice snaps. And the guy is amazingly advanced uh, in spite of that. So I, I, I see him getting better. Uh, what's the next step? Boy, I'd, I wish I knew football more so I could predict what uh, Randy Feetner's got up his sleeve. But I'm sure there's going to be some wrinkles this week that we didn't show the Bengals. Every game that he starts, the handcuffs are going to come off a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, every game that he plays, I mean, you, you you saw that great throw to Deontay Johnson, and that was a beautiful that was a beautiful play. Don't be surprised if they open it up a lot more this week against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I wouldn't be surprised in the least because the the more you see him play, the more confidence you have in him. The more confidence you have in him, you're going to give him more uh, more room. You know, the thing that really struck me this past weekend, and we talked about it a couple times, but his approach to being patient. I mean, he kept hitting – James or Jalen with those little dinks right across the line of scrimmage. Very Brady-like. I mean, Tom Brady just keep doing it. 
Just right. go and go. If you're not going to cover that, then I'm going to keep throwing it, and we're going to get our five to eight to nine yards a pop. And I think he's going to be as methodical in that and until he's got to throw it further down the field. Because if you remember, I remember Mike Tomlin, or was it Randy, said, you know, there were guys open further down the field in, uh, you know, in San Francisco. But he just did, he chose to just dump it down or, or, you know, just play it around and short stuff. But he said there were people down the field we had that were open. So I look for him. He's going to just, like you said, he's going to grow into it each and every week. He's going to gain a greater mastery of that offense and then just express it through, you know, his personality and his ability. Yeah, and it, and he doesn't look like he wants to force it. No. He he looks like, to, to your point, he is patient. And to your point, uh, well, and, and to, to one of the things we talked about all week, he makes good decisions. I, yeah. I, I like the decisions he makes. So contrast it with Ben in his first couple. Yeah, of years. that that's going to grow. I mean, Ben Ben was a gunslinger, man. Yeah. He's going to hang out there and he's going to take a pop. He's going to sh- you know, shrug a couple guys off and throw the ball. You know, I mean, that's who he was, what he was. But I don't think Mason's built like that. Right. I don't think that's his mentality. Yeah, but I think Mason's gonna he'll he's going to surprise us as oh, as I we think go forward. What I think he's just going to throw the ball down the field with you know when as you as you said when right. you got. You gain confidence in that offense and gain greater mastery. It's just part of the process. All right. We have much more to talk about here on The Point After. We will be back from the DVE studios right after this break. Back to The Point After on DVE. First and 10 at the 18. He gets the snap. Big rush. He's hit. And the ball is out. And the Steelers have it. T.J. Watt has it on the sack and stripped by Bud Dupree. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Point after we are coming to you live from the DBE studios recapping the Steelers' big Monday night football win over the Bengals. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley. We have to give the defense some love, guys. You heard just one of the sacks from last night, eight total. Uh, Billy, what impressed you most about what this defense was able to do? Fast, play fast, uh, and not think about it. Just go play. That's what we've been looking for. And it finally came together. Uh, and I, I was really uh, pleased with the work of both Devin Bush and Mark Barron. Right. You know, they just got to the ball. And, of course, the guys up front, you know, and it's fun to watch. I know as offensive linemen, uh, you pay particular attention. But when that pocket collapses, it collapses. Yeah. And Ooh. I'm pleased with that. And it, it, it collapsed from inside and outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the, the pass rush was great. The other thing that I was impressed uh, Missy was the way they rallied to the ball. Every completion, they were there. And there were six deflections. Uh, that means the, the secondary was uh, getting their hands on the passes. And I, I was very, very, very encouraged by that. And uh, to uh, Billy's point, uh, Mark Barron and Devin Bush, I think, played their best game. Uh, I thought they attacked the line of scrimmage. They played downhill. Uh, they didn't miss tackles. They were in position to make tackles. And, it, you know, Missy, you said something that uh, uh, Jerry Osaski was uh, was on the sidelines instead mm-hmm. of up in the press box. Well, they ought to leave him on the uh, on the sidelines. It was the past two games, at least, yeah. I've noticed, that he's yeah. been down there. And, and working, of course, with the other yeah. defensive coaches. But, of course, as Wolf said, you know, down there to help a rookie and also somebody who's new to the Steelers' defense in yeah. Mark Barron. Exactly. Lots of newness. 
and you know that that veteran presence of Jerry O, who played the position pretty well for a lot of a lot of years, uh, can only help those young guys. Well, the important thing to remember too is Jerry's young enough that he can still demonstrate how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like he's incapable of bending the knees and coming up and under and showing him the proper way, you know, to jack a guy and stuff like that, hit him from the side, all the other things that, you know, he talks about with those guys. He still can show them how to do it, and that's why I think it's important that he be on the sidelines because with somebody like Devin especially, it's not so much hearing it, it's seeing it still. Yeah, and and you can demonstrate a lot better on the sidelines than up in the press box, Mm -hmm. you know, because you can only talk by phone. And so when he's down there uh, and he's also at field level so he can see what they see and say, hey, listen, you know, when you see that uh, the guard uh, blocked down on, on the linebacker, you got uh, to – on the nose tackle, you right. got to fire. And, you know, and, and uh, Jerry's great at that. Great at seeing, assimilating, and then uh, giving instruction. Also, Tom Bradley's down on the field, but I, I have noticed a lot of the um, secondary guys have been on the phone a lot, which I almost forgot that players can call up to the yeah. booth. You know, it, Ben used to do it to talk to Randy before he was right. down on the field when he wasn't the offensive coordinator. So I'm sure they're talking to Terrell Austin, who is giving a different perspective and something new. And it, it's not just to your point, Billy. I think that it's new players. It's also new coaches, too. And just everybody trying to get on the same page and – you know, I stood there at Devin Bush's locker room last night with a, a ton of people and everyone, well, what clicked? What clicked? He, hey, we just communicated really well and we finally are on the same page. He's like, I I don't have a magic answer. You know, he was just trying to say, say it nicely, but he's like, we communicated and we listened. If I could sum it up in a, in a very genteel way, I would say that he spent more time coming, going to them than they allowing them to come to him. You know, in San Francisco, he got mesmerized. I think yeah, with all the misdirection. By analysis. And and so a lot of it was allowing them to come to him and he was not sure whether to fire, shoot the gap, what have you, which gap. I think it was a lot a lot more uh you know, he, he just picked a gap, whatever gap he was supposed to, and he just fired on it. He didn't overthink it and it didn't change on the board. What you see drawn up on the board isn't necessarily what you're going to see on the field, and that's what we refer to as game brains. Yeah, you got to see that in 3D. I think uh, Mark had 11 tackles, and then Devin had yeah, nine tackles. Yeah, he led the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last week, Mark Barron only had one tackle, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. And, and you know, la- he would have told you he didn't play well last week. But one of the things that you play inside linebacker with your eyes, you know, you, there's a lot of stimulus coming at you. And for a young guy, for a guy like Devin Bush – you can be guilty of paralysis by analysis. Uh, and and not all linebackers can play inside. But the way those two uh, sniffed it out, the, the way those – and the way they played in tandem was really nice. I mean, they, they, they didn't over-pursue. They, they didn't over-pursue. They went together. One of them would jump inside maybe a little sooner, and it was really nice to watch. Watching the uh, the film today, uh, they played really well in tandem. And some good news, too, Coach Tomlin said today it's very possible they're going to get Vince Williams back this week, who I think is somebody they nice. definitely missed in San Francisco yeah. in terms of trying to stop the run. So, And let's just say we got to take a moment to say, uh, Cam Hayward, I take my hat off to you. Yeah. Mm. All right, I don't know if you saw the shot that, that uh, he got a little friendly fire he took from Stefan to it. Uh-huh. To it went head first right into his thigh. 
And I thought, sure, when he came off, when he was limping off, I thought, you know what, that's going to be. You know, you've had a deep thigh contusion. Right. That just kills you. Yeah. And uh, Charlie Horse. Yeah, the old Charlie Horse. Remember when De- uh, uh, Dennis the Menace, uh, uh, Mr. Wilson was saying, I got a Charlie Horse. He said, well, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed that one. <laughs> By the way, to your point about deflected passes, I just looked at the stats. There were six, and the other team had none. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the 12 that rarely happens. Too. Yeah. The tw- 12 quarterback hurries that we had. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were and the they, eight sacks. They beat on Dalton like he was a. How do you a, think a, he feels today? Pinata. Oh, he a was pinata. a pinata. He was a human pinata. <laughs> last time we came up with eight sacks was against Cleveland in 2016. And I think the record is 10 against Tampa Bay mm-hmm. in the early millennial, which is back in the 2000s. I don't know which year. Yeah. I think you could say you could, you beat on Andy Dalton like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's red-headed. Yes. He is a red-headed. Red. Well, he is, the, he is the red rifle. Yes. He, he, yes. Red yes. rider. Red rider, red rifle. You're, you're Come too on. young. He's to got a pop that. gun. That's all that's left now. It's over. <laughs> all right. My next defensive question for you guys. Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, not a crash course this week, able to have his second game. What did you guys see from him? I didn't call his name, but I looked. Uh, see, he, he had four tackles. He had four tackles. Yeah. He, he, when he quietly had tackles uh he, he you know one of the things that i like about him he is a short tackler and he's a low bridge guy so he's not going to get a flag going head to head he cuts the guy he cuts the guys down like uh tall timber and uh and he doesn't miss yeah i'm i'm, uh, I'm a big fan of him and he is not out of position uh he's always in position he's got a great feel for the great game great sense for what's going on and i i'm a big fan i like it when you don't call your free safety's name you know i mean generally it's a good thing there's nobody coming over the top there's nobody running by him he's just keeping things in front they didn't do a lot of i didn't notice him around the line of scrimmage a lot that sort of thing i thought uh you know uh, it's a good thing terrell Edmonds was a right. He was he was the box safety. Right, but it wasn't it wasn't yeah. Minka. And I, all I'm saying is, I think it's a good idea when you don't hear his name, you know, because you got you had guys up front that were killing it. I mean, again, Cam Hayward, how do you how do you have that thigh? And then he turned around in third quarter and bulldozed his guy right back into the lap. Adult threw that. Threw him away like it was used broken furniture. Yeah, Zooks, man, that was impressive. It they was. just kept taping up his thigh. Yeah, they every did. you kept black talking tape, about it. white tape, every what? kind of tape. Was it used broken furniture coming off a balcony? Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, is that uh, you? Is that an, an, an I, AB I was just question. I was just question. <laughs> but a cat's off to him. That was that's quite impressive. Was that um maybe one of those games that Bud Dupree needed? Do you yeah. feel like? Yeah, that but, but Dupree needs a sack. And T.J. Watt, they they need sacks. You know, between the two of them, you got to get 20 sacks. If, when you're running a 3-4 uh, defense, between the outside guys, you need 20 sacks to make that defense work. And uh, they're well on their way. And by the way, didn't you come up with a stat from Kevin Green? Oh, hope, hope not. Oh, oh yes. yes. Very good, yes. Because Miss Tara, his wife, uh, I mean, do you hear her voice? She's got, like, opera quality, man. She's oh, great. Fantastic. She, the Steelers have never lost when she sang the National What's Anthem. her record? 
I don't know. Three well, and oh. He didn't ask out? me. He's three and oh. Hey, I forgot to ask. You should have found hey, out. Hey, I'm taking it at his, at his word. I'm taking it on, on she being the, the, the new, the new uh, what? The missing link yeah. to wins. That's what we have. When she sings the national anthem, that's good enough I for me. I want to know how many she's won. Well, why don't you call Kevin and ask him? I'm going I didn't to. think about it. Yeah. You know, I was just like, who asked? We'll let you have your fun fact. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, who... Who would ask, say, hey, what's your wife's record? Well, it's you, undefeated. Well, you brought up this. Oh, did you know that when hey, Tara Green speaks, the Steelers sings, are undefeated when she undefeated. sings. So, so it's more know. than one. So I asked her how many. Hey, they're at least two and oh. Yeah. Missy, we could just let them go on. We could I, take a I break. know, I know. We could need some pizza, Billy. Yeah, that's that for sure. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, now, guys, in terms of the Steelers' defense getting ready for the Ravens, the last time these two teams met was uh, late, no- early November, I think, last year. Joe Flacco was still the starting quarterback. How much changes with Lamar Jackson, and what do they need to do to build off of this pass game? Well, they, they've got to play uh, gap, sound, discipline, uh, uh, defense and they did that you know when you watch the film from the end zone angle everybody was in a gap throughout the course of uh of last night you got to do that against these guys because Lamar Jackson will run uh will run uh the the speed option and you've got Mark Ingram who's a tremendous running back he's a thumper and uh he's uh, very very physical and if you don't stop the run the play action pass is going to kill you uh, because they're good at that. And uh, so if you stop the run, the play action pass doesn't bother you. And, uh, and, I, and I think, um, you know, the, that offensive line is very physical. You know, the, the, the tackles, Orlando Brown Jr., Ronnie Stanley, Marshall Yanda's at right guard. He's not, uh, you know, he's not the guy that he was, but he's still very physical. Uh, and... Um, you know they've they've got a they've got a pretty pretty good offensive line. They come off the ball and they're very very physical. Billy, you were in coach's press conference today, and he was talking about uh, preparing for Lamar and the fact that they don't have a quarterback who can do the things like Lamar. And then I was thinking it to myself. I'm like, he's right. Yeah, Devlin Hodges, Paxton Lynch. So so what happens in terms of scouting for a guy that played Jalen Samuels at quarterback? <laughs> Can we go back and get Josh Dobbs? Yeah. <laughs> but he made the point that not many teams do have no, a guy right. that will give you that look. And he also made the point, if you really worry about that, you're going to detract from other parts of the team. Right. I'd rather have Jalen Samuels run the Wildcats. Yeah. Right. Rather and than, practice that. Rather than imitate Lamar Jackson. Right. Not only that, just think about it. I mean, we've seen this before with Robert Griffin the third. One good holodi, not a bomb on them, and, and they can break up. Yeah. You know, and so one of the keys you're going to have coming into this is you want to hit Lamar Jackson every time you can. Yeah, when we bottled you know, up uh, RG3, we bottled him up uh, the first time he played against the Steelers. Yeah. And you got to bang him. Yeah. You know, when he when you come down the line, it's, he's it's, running that option. It's not as – Hey, I understand, but it's still whenever you have the opportunity, you yeah. got to put him on the yeah. ground. Yeah, but make sure you don't get – Thrown out of the game. Well, yeah. There's a difference between getting thrown out of the game and taking a penalty and a clean hit. Those yeah. things are obvious. Yeah, but when but, you, when, you mm. know when uh, um, when uh, the, the defensive back from New England knocked out Josh Allen. Yeah. That, that To me, that shouldn't have been a penalty. 
Uh, he was just making a tackle. Uh, and, you know, I, 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 I would love the same grace towards Lamar Jackson when the Steelers play them this uh, Sunday. Two other guys on defense that I feel like, you know, when you're talking about eight sacks, um, interceptions with Mark Barron, that we're not really talking about who are maybe low-key putting together some really good games is Steve Nelson and Mike Hilton. What have you guys seen from those two guys in terms of helping this defense? I think Mike Hilton's been hearing a little noise. Yeah. Talking about, oh, him and Cam Sutton splitting. Oh, Mike Hilton's better against the run. Cam's better against the pass. I thought he came out and said, I can play the pass. I can play the run. I can blitz. I can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Yeah. Hit two PBUs. Yeah. Mike did. Mix, Mixon picked up uh, Mike Hilton when he came on a blitz. Did you see what he did? He drove him on his back. I didn't see that one. But Hilton tried to to stop, and Mixon just floored him, and it was it was ugly. But, uh, you know, uh, he did a great job in pass coverage. And he's getting better at man coverage, and I, I'm I'm really uh, impressed with him. But I love Steve Nelson. Steve Nelson is really a good player, and he, you know, if if they needed him to play inside, if Mike Hilton got hurt, he can play inside. Yep. He can play outside, uh, and uh, I think he had a couple of, uh, uh, you know, PDUs uh, this this week. All right, we have much more I to keep talk about of PBJ, here. You know. <laughs> You're always hungry. I know. Yeah, that's I, think the he, I think he had a couple, food. He had a couple right. PBJs. Yeah, a couple of PBJs. Well, we need to take a break so Wolf can eat some more pizza. We are still <laughs> going to continue, though, here on The Point After in just a little bit. We know who got the game ball for the Steelers last night. I want to ask the guys who they would give their game ball to. All of that and much more when we return here on WDVE. Back to The Point After on DVE. He wants to throw it. He's back. Big rush. Throws it down the field. A man wide open. And it's pulled in by Deontay Johnson for the touchdown. Rudolph to Johnson. 43 yards. And the Steelers are having fun playing football. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the point after Missy Matthews, Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley recapping the Steelers' Monday night win. And there you heard it. A touchdown from Mason Rudolph to Deontay Johnson. And guys, Deontay got the starting job in San Francisco, and I think uh, for being a rookie, he is very slowly but surely asserting himself and being somebody touched that Mason can rely on. You know, uh, he is he has really flashed, and one of the things that's interesting, Missy, is that uh, because of the short passing game all last night, uh, when you know they had trips to the right. And uh, Deontay Johnson was was the inside receiver. He starts out straight, and then he runs a slant to the corner, and uh, the corner got picked. And so one of the things that uh, you know t- when we were talking about it, you know, uh, how is Mason going to throw the long ball? But when you throw the short ball, when you show the short pass, when the short the the defense gets in that rhythm, and so when you put the ball up in the air. Now they fall out of that rhythm, and he just made a great catch. And you know the the young man is uh, has assimilated nicely into this offense and into the NFL. The nice thing about him is he didn't have to wait for another game for a redemption. You start off, you fumble early right? in the game, then you yeah. turn around and you do something really good like that. That kind of uh, that's a good thing for a young man to be able to. 
totally redeem himself right, right. in the same <laughs> night. No, and, and it was impressive. Uh, a great job. He, he caught some balls there in that one touchdown. You know, it was just great. Coach Tomlin said it today at his news conference. Uh, you can't play in this league unless you can handle adversity. Right. And it great was adverse. Point. I mean, he fumbled the ball. And by the way, that was a that was a shutout. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. Right. You gave him the the three points, and that was it for the game. Uh, you know, I'd, I you, you want to ask about game balls? I want to see. I, I before we give out the game balls, I want to see Dante Moncrief back. Uh, you know, he had a great week of practice. Uh, you know, I, I know Mike got a, a question about him, and and he likes he really likes Dante Moncrief, and and uh, you know Dante didn't get a helmet two weeks ago, and he didn't play much. I think a couple of plays uh, last night. Three, three. Uh, but uh, next Sunday, because of the speed and because of uh, the secondary with the Baltimore Ravens, I think we got to we have to use him. All right. Well, as I alluded to, I want to ask you guys about the game ball. But first, here is Coach Tomlin on why the game ball for Monday Night Football was awarded to quarterback Mason Rudolph. Really appreciate the efforts of, of, of everyone. Uh, can't say enough about Mason. We gave him a game ball in there uh, for his first start and win. Um, so um, I thought that was appropriate. All right, so let's go around the room. Somebody not named Mason, since he is the one that really got it. Billy, I'll start with who Who would you give your game ball to? Am I allowed to give it to a unit? Sure. The defense. They get my game ball. Because, like I say, it was a shutout. Mm-hmm. Woof. Oh, okay. I, was too, I never do well on oral exams. Yeah, yeah, well, you were taking either. a nap. Yeah, I know. I was just kind of <laughs> fading a little bit. Okay, there's no doubt in my mind I would give it to Cam Hayward. Look, I was so impressed as a, and a bit enamored. You got two and a half sacks, six tackles, tackle for loss, a forced fumble. Gad Zooks, I thought the man was done. I mean, literally, when he saw, when I saw him take that shot from Tuitt, uh, and that's a friendly fire, boom. Uh, seeing him get wrapped up on the sidelines and walking around and stuff, knowing how those if and I don't know if he's got that, but a quad contusion, a deep, a deep Charlie horse, that's really painful. And to watch him just keep getting up and going at it, you know, it really harkened back to the days of yore. Whether it's er- harkened Ernie, back yes. to the days of yore, yes. Whether it was Ernie Stautner taping up, duct taping his thumb when the bones were sticking out, right? You know, or it's Joe Green playing through yet another injury, such as he is. Over the years, I mean, I thought it would, it spoke well of him taking his place in line with some of the former greats, guys that, uh, by the way, you know, he happens to keep a picture of Joe in his locker. I thought it was a great performance and a great job by Cam Hayward. That's what leaders do. Yeah. Leaders lead from the front. Yeah, well, um, I would have jumped in on Cam Hayward, but I'm going to give another one. I, I, I'm going to give my game ball to James Conner. I thought James ran so hard and so elusively and so fast and uh, just saw the field. He made great cuts. And, uh, you know, I think and what I think is going to happen is James is going to build on this game. And, uh, you know, as, as the season goes on, he's going to get better and better and better. You stole who my game ball was going to be. But I, I do want to echo what you're saying about James. Um, our, the video guys who shoot some of the pregame stuff, when guys are warming up, a lot of times the guys like to talk to the camera. Hey, you know, Monday night, primetime, different things like that. They told me that James Conner was very, very uh, 
I, I just want to play. I don't want to talk. And right. I, I think he had that chip on his shoulder this week because so many people, every question was about why can't the Steelers run the ball? What happened to last year? How many 100-yard games did we see from him? So I think he really was out to prove, and I agree with you that I think that performance, that game, even if it's maybe not the rushing stats or the fantasy football stats that everybody's worried about, uh, not in Pittsburgh, that that's huge for him. 120 combined yards. Uh, maybe 122. It's the bounce back, though. Yeah. You know, and that's what we talked about last week. One of the things you understand about this young man is his tremendous reservoir of uh, being able to bounce back. You know, he's got great strength. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like we talked about last week. Uh, a fumble, that's like one of the least of the things that, that he's had to face problematically. You know, and he's he's an overcomer. When the doctor tells you that you could be terminal, yeah, uh, that that kind of <laughs> that, that wakes you up. Yeah, if you, if you need awakening. Yeah. yeah, he he came over to the Bible Chapel for our men's fall kickoff, and I interviewed him, and he was, you know, he he talked about what it was like to hear the uh, the bad news, and you know how how he drew draw drew closer and closer to the Lord through that whole experience, and it was, uh, you know, there were eight hundred men. That came uh, to hear him speak. Wow! Looking at your own mortality, yeah, that'll make yeah. you think. About and when it. he was going through his chemo, I was told by people uh, who were close to him that he was more concerned about other people in the unit, yeah, going through the same thing than he was about I, his I own problems. That. I believe that about him. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's just a fine young man. You yeah. know, he's a sweetheart. You know, if he if he, if. Uh, your daughter was to bring him home. You'd be very excited. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna marry this guy. Yeah, great. God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's my other question: Did anybody find out why Marquis Pouncey took a timeout as we were calling it last no, night? Did anybody find it. out? We had fun with it. Yeah. What yeah. was that? He put himself in a in he an unofficial timeout. In, he, he put himself in the corner. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, uh, he, he didn't look like he had an injury. He wasn't talking to Dr. Bradley. wasn't talking to John Norwig. He sat next down to Ben, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And I, I, it maybe, wasn't. Maybe because Ben had the night off. He, f- <laughs> he wanted he to play take off. the night off. Yeah. <laughs> I have a theory. Uh, I don't know who he was going up against time after time after time. Was that big, wide guy, Billings? Is that yeah, right? Andrew Billings. Yeah, and and I, I really suspect that. He said to himself, I'm going to rip his head off on the next play. Right. And so to save everybody a lot of grief, I'm going to go take a timeout. And, and, and maybe so I'm not going to get a fine. Maybe yeah. maybe that was it. You <laughs> know? Yeah. And well, also, that's a good timeout. And, and, and yeah. also he said, you know, uh, I saw where James uh, Conner uh, stomped on his neck, so I'm going to let him, <laughs> let him take care of this. <laughs> exactly so. All right, a nice 1 o'clock game this upcoming Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens, but it is another division game. Um, Is this make or break? Do you have to win this to keep things going, or is there a little bit of wiggle room? I don't – I'm not going to give in to wiggle room. I I think this is a must game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you you know, one of the things, if you're going to – capture the division you have to beat the Baltimore Ravens and you have to beat them at home and uh, this is going to be a very very physical football game and uh, I like this I, I like the matchup you know watching film on on Baltimore uh, today uh, you know I think you know this is going to be good you know I I keep going back to CJ Mosley's not there anymore Weddle's not there anymore and uh, they're not as good without those two players 
Uh, so I think it's a, it's a nice, and, and I, I do think they got to win. I think they got to win and take control of the division. As long as it's not a geometry test, uh, I'm all for wiggle room. You know, when it goes, <laughs> well, you know, that I can always use that. But no, I agree with you, Trulucci. You, you got to have uh, a win at home. You got to beat these guys, and, and you got to do it and, and, and hold serve. And may I look at the schedule and say you don't get a chance at them until the end of the year? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it. Another reason for urgency. Yeah, yeah. So but understand that the landscape changes so much. Right. You always talk about yeah. that. You never know. Yeah. You no. never know. I mean, you can be riding high and then all of a sudden one injury to one guy, it can turn your season around. Yeah. You know, in, in a bad way. So you, you just don't know. But I, I would say this is one of those games you got to win at home. Like last night was you got to win this one. At home. Right. So, so let me ask you a question, Wolf. Who, me? Okay. Yeah. How, how come you use the geometry <laughs> analogy? Because I why, why did you why did you go with I geometry geometry like twice I really struggled with that yeah well and to go on your point about you you don't want to lose at home to these guys right. uh, they lost at home to the Browns last week so they're not yeah. going to be very happy yeah coming yeah, I, into this I, matchup at least I watched the whole game yeah and the Browns beat them mm-hmm. right beat them soundly they yeah uh, the Browns ran the ball very effectively on them and. Uh, you know what? It just showed uh, that there was a, a crack in their armor. Uh, they're not, you know, uh, after the first two games, you thought, ooh, you know, the the, the Ravens are, are good. Then they beat, then they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, and then, then they lost to the uh, Cleveland Browns, and I don't think they were expecting that. Uh, a special shout-out to Ben Roethlisberger, who was there last night. I'm sure I didn't get a chance to see any of the actual broadcast from ESPN, but I'm sure he was plastered everywhere in the sling with his his elbow after the surgery. And, you know, talking to Mason Selm, talking to Vance, uh, to Nick Bennett, who was probably the first time he met him, other than maybe at practice the other day. But just to be there maybe for the moral support. I know Billy today, uh, Coach Tomlin was asked, you know, what did Ben bring? And he was like, no playmaking, you yeah, know, just kind of in in a very Coach Tomlin like way. But I do think, you know, Mason Rudolph. I, I was reading Ben Roethlisberger spoke to Ron Cook of the Post Gazette, and he said, you know, Mason came up to me after the game and was like, "Thanks for being there." And you know, anytime he had a question, he felt like he could go there. And Ben even said to Ron Cook, "I told Mason I will be here as much as you want, or I can, you know, step back and let you do your thing." So I, I think that's a. That's a that's a good fine line to to have that. Well, you know, it's great that that Ben was there because uh, you know one of the things that we enjoyed, like we wanted the backup look watching us. Uh, that's what, that's the way it went in our day. And the reason you wanted that is because if you made a mistake, you wanted to know why you made the mistake. Sometimes while you're out there, you make a mistake. You don't realize but then someone that's uh backing you up says oh Tunch, you ducked your head or you took a bucket step or you dropped your hands or you know whatever uh and and that that's it is so important that you get feedback immediately uh from the guy that's backing you up no question about it i thought it was tremendous on ben's part to say hey i can fade to the woodwork if you need need it that way you know he wasn't about inserting himself into anything that uh, was going to cause more problems, but he's there to help to alleviate any problems, and I think that's just great stuff. He's aware that he has the ability to cast a shadow, mm. yeah. and he doesn't want to necessarily do that if the person that 
is in the shadow doesn't want to be. Yeah, but I, you know, I think Mason want, wanted the feedback. You know, I remember when uh, when I got hurt, it was a Monday night game against Cincinnati, and Tommy Ricketts was starting to plunge me, and he wanted to, he wanted me to watch him, and every time he came off the uh, off the field, he and I met, and I watched him very very carefully. So I mean, it's it's great to have someone watching you. So you can make those corrections immediately. You're making me feel old. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Ricketts and my son Bill, same classes from third grade through the end of Pitt. Well, you're making me feel old because Tommy Ricketts was backing me up, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, 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 in my ninth year. <laughs> All right. My last question before we run out of time. Uh, last night, Juju Smith-Schuster, three catches, 15 yards. Was that a was that just? Them taking him out of the game, or was it just the way the game plan went? I just think it it, it was the way the game plan went. I I, I don't uh, you know I don't think they took him out of the game. Uh, I I think that it was just the way uh, the series of plays went and the reads that Mason Rudolph had. And I don't think it was a slight. I don't think it was because uh, 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 I I saw I saw Juju on tape the, today open many times, uh, but. Each time he was open, Mason was looking the other way. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this edition of The Point After a Special Victory Tuesday edition. But we will be back next Monday in our regular time slot from 7 to 8 p.m. here on DVE. For Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, Craig Woofley, I'm Missy Matthews. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We'll see you next week.